Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. The Football by Numbers series is at the quarter pole. That's right, the greatest NFL players to ever wear the jersey number 25 is on our episode tonight, and it's all coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. This is your host, Darren Hayes, and we're podcasting from the Pigpen in Western Pennsylvania to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So with Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff supplying us with the tunes, let's go no huddle through today's football history headlines. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com, and welcome to the Football by Numbers as we talk tonight about the greatest number 25s in the NFL's history that wore that 25 jersey. And we are really excited about this today because it's a solo mission today. It's just going to be me talking, but... We want you to participate. If I miss somebody or you don't agree with who I have on that list at the end of the night, please contact us at pigskindispatch at gmail.com. And as a matter of fact, any of our Football by Numbers series, you know, there's a lot of players that wore a lot of numbers in there, and we are sure to miss some. So we need your help because we know we have the greatest listeners and fans of the NFL uh, around. So please contact us, pigskindispatch at gmail.com. If we miss anybody on any of these Football by Numbers And in a future episode, we will try to correct those after doing some investigation. And you may change our mind. So let's uh, start off by talking about the number 25s. Now, 25 is a very significant number. You know, just think about that. People have their 25th wedding anniversary. It's the silver anniversary. Uh, When you turn 25 years old, you know, it just sort of propels a, a young person into adulthood. You know, hopefully they're they're making that uh, next maturity level. I'm not saying that I did, but uh, you should be, you know. But it's a pretty significant number. You're a quarter of the way to 100. And uh, that's sort of where we're at. We're 25% of the way through our football by numbers already. It, it just seems like we just started it and uh, come this far. But the Hall of Fame sort of uh, starts us off, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. They start us off by telling us that there are five players that wore the number 25 that are enshrined in Canton. And those are Fred Bolitnikoff, Norm Van Brocklin, Tommy McDonald, Billy Kennard, and Walt Kiesling. Now, those are some big names, and uh, they are. There's some great players that wore the number 25. And we have a whole bunch of players that haven't made it into the Hall of Fame yet. They're really good players, too, that we're going to discuss. But first, let's start off with our 25s. And the first uh, person we're going to talk about is Fred Bolitnikoff, you know, very famous Oakland Raider. And, uh, you know, we had him uh, for his birthday. It was February 23rd, not too long ago. And I told you that Fred Bolitnikoff is from the town that I grew up in, that I was born in, Erie, Pennsylvania. He uh, played football. The, The football field that's named after him is right down the road from my home. I, I pass it all the time. Uh, Belitnikoff Field. 
at, uh, it's at Central High School in Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, Erie High now. They just changed the name a few years ago. And, uh, you know, what a great player he was to have a field named after him. So he went to Florida State, uh, was an All-American there. And uh, then the Raiders drafted him, and his first year was 1966. I'm sorry, 1965, and he played all the way to 1978, all as a Raider, all uh all but his first two years he wore number 14 then all the rest of them he wore number 25 not sure about why the number switch was for him but he had 589 receptions 8,974 yards 76 touchdowns remember this is the uh, mid 60s through the 70s so you know, maybe he, it was a little bit of the AFL you know so they passed quite a bit in there but still that's a tremendous tremendous uh amount for a re- receiver to have 76 touchdowns 8900 yards uh for uh, you know a very long career uh, 19 playoff games he played in was a super bowl winner with the raiders and he is going to be the first one that we're going to place onto our top 10 list of the greatest number 25s in the nfl's history Second one we're going to talk about. I'm also going to put him on the list even before I'm saying his name, and that's Norm Van Brocklin. And uh, Norm was born March 15th. We just talked about his birthday not too long ago, also. And Norm, I mean, what a career he had. He is uh, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, was just a tremendous player. Nine times in the Pro Bowl. One time as an All Pro. Uh, MVP of the league, a two-time NFL champion before the Super Bowls even came about, Hall of Fame, all, all 1950s team, a 1960 Burt Bell Award, just a great, great player, over 23,000 yards, 23,611 yards passing, his quarterback starting record, 61-36-4, and four, 173 touchdowns. Uh, in an era 1949 all the way to 1960 so you know throwing the ball up it was just sort of you know tossing it up there and you you threw a lot of picks for quarterbacks back then Uh, they weren't as precision of a passing game as we have now but the running game was usually the strong suit for for teams and he played uh, most of his career with the Rams nine with the LA Rams three with the Philadelphia Eagles at the end of his career but he won a championship with the Eagles Uh, that's important to say when he uh went there because uh, when he first came into the league he uh, was not even the starter he uh, played with another Hall of Famer uh, Mr. Waterhouse that uh, was the another Hall of Famer the two quarterbacks you know two Hall of Fame quarterbacks on the same roster so but Van Brocklin got a lot of playing time even though he was the younger of the two so Norm Van Brocklin definitely on our list of greatest number 25s the where the uh, number in the NFL now, Tommy McDonald is our, our next Hall of Famer that wore the number 25. And Tommy was a flanker and a halfback, a wide receiver. Uh, he wore the number 25 for most of his career, all but one year. Uh, and that was uh, one year he was with the Atlanta Falcons. In 1957, all the way to 1968, he played in the league. Uh, seven years with Philadelphia, two years with the Rams. Atlanta, we said, Cleveland for a year, Dallas for a year. And uh, he just had a, a great career, too. 8,400 yards receiving for him, 84 touchdowns. So you thought uh, Bolitnikoff had uh, some good numbers. Uh, right there with him is Tommy McDonald. Uh, and I think for that reason, and his six Pro Bowls and one time as an NFL champion, that uh, he is going to go on our list also. So we're three for three with our uh, Hall of Famers making it to our greatest number 25s of all time. 
But now it gets a little sketchy for our Hall of Famers because uh, Billy Kennard, he only wore the uh, jersey number 25 for two seasons, so that's a little bit against him. He's a defensive back and a halfback. He's a two-way player. Played... Uh, 1956 to 1960 has all his years in the league played with Cleveland Green Bay for a couple years and Buffalo and uh, he uh, you know did not a whole lot of uh, activity for him he only played four years four interceptions uh, we don't have a lot of his um, yardage as a halfback but uh, I don't know if he makes it you know only a couple years wearing a number 25 he is in the Hall of Fame though uh, that might be for some coaching I think he did. But um, not sure he's going to make it, but he is a Hall of Famer. Walt Keesling is our fifth Hall of Famer, our final Hall of Famer. And Walt definitely made it in the Hall of Fame for uh, being a, a Steelers uh, uh, coach for a long time and uh, coached some other teams. But uh, he played for the Duluth Eskimos and the Pottsville Maroons, Chicago Cardinals, the Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, and a couple years with the Steelers before he got into coaching. And uh, not a whole lot for him either, but he, like I said, he wore the number 25 for only a, a season. I don't know if that's going to qualify him in there either as well. Uh, but we do have some other great players to talk about, but we have three already in to our spot. Uh, let's talk about uh, Richard Sherman. Richard is still playing. Uh, currently, he is with the uh, San Francisco 49ers of uh, the last three seasons. The seven seasons prior to that, of course, was Seattle Seahawks, part of that Legion of Doom defense. And so far in his career, uh, 10 years in the league now, he has had 139 games, 36 interceptions, 478 yards returned on those three touchdowns off those picks. And he is definitely a shutdown quarter. Uh, five Pro Bowls, been all pro three times, Super Bowl championship with the Seahawks, and he was in the Hall of Fame, the all 2010s team. Uh, I think those are good enough numbers that uh, in 11 seasons wearing a number 25 that Mr. Richard Sherman is going to get a spot on our top 10 greatest uh, NFL players to wear the number 25. Now, how about a running back here? Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. Wow, what a career he had. Uh, played with the Philadelphia Eagles for six years and with Buffalo for four seasons and then had a, a stint with Kansas City and one with Tampa Bay. So 2009 to 2020, uh, you know, just a, a great, tremendous player here. He has 11,102 rushing yards in his career. That's big numbers. On 20, um, 2,457 rushes, 4.5 yard average over those. You know, tw- you know, so you're rushing almost 2,500 times and you're averaging 4.5 yards per carry. 73 touchdowns off of that. That is just tremendous, tremendous for uh, Shady McCoy. Uh, University of Pittsburgh uh, graduate uh, was where he played his football at and I think Shady McCoy is going to make it on our list so that's five spots already we came out hot here and I gave you five spots already so only five more to uh, look at and another person we'll look at is Mark Collins and Mark was another defensive back he played uh, from 1986 all the way to 1998 season uh, most of that was with the Giants. Eight seasons with the Giants. That's who he came in the league with. Three with Kansas City. One with Green Bay. One with Seattle right near the end of his career. Uh, he had 27 interceptions. Two pick uh, sixes off of those uh, for touchdowns. And 168 games. Uh, good defensive back. 
I think uh, maybe we'll come back to, to Mark. I'm not sure that he's going to make our, our list here. Um, Eric Davis is another one. Eric wore the number 25 for uh, 12 seasons. And he has some really good numbers from his def- defensive back position. Uh, of course, he played with the uh, C- San Francisco 49ers for six seasons, Carolina Panthers for five, and a year each with Denver and Detroit. Uh, played from 1990 all the way to 2002. And, you know, 38 interceptions uh, from his defensive back spot uh, on 188 games, 442 return yards, four touchdowns, Eric Davis, I think Eric Davis is going on our list here. He's our sixth pick that we're putting on that list. Uh, wow, we're really rocking him up here. All right, uh, here's a, a little blast from the past. Haven Moses, what a great name. Wide receiver and split end that played for the Buffalo Bills, uh, started off in the AFL. In 1968, he came in the league and played uh, his last season in 1981 with the Denver Broncos. And uh, those are the two teams he played for his whole career. Ten years in Denver, five years with Buffalo. Uh Good, good career, uh, 448 receptions, uh, just over 8,000 yards, almost 8,100 yards, 56 touchdowns in that time. Uh, he's pretty pretty solid numbers he has here. Uh, two times uh, made it to the Pro Bowl. I think Haven Moses is going to be one of those guys that we're going to put on our, our standby list too. Uh, we'll come back to him. Maybe he can make it. But how about uh, Cliff Harris Jr.? Uh, he is uh, just a great quarterback, and he has... Uh, See, 10 years in the league already doesn't seem like that long, but uh, nine years with the Denver Broncos, that's who he came to the league with. Last year, he played with the Chargers in LA. And so far in his career, I think he's coming back this year 21 interceptions in 148 games, 508 return yards, four scores off those picks. That is something there. Four Pro Bowls, one time as an All-Pro, Super Bowl championship with the Broncos, and he's on the Hall of Fame team of the 2010s with uh, Richard Sherman. So uh, that's your defensive cornerbacks there, Sherman and uh, and Cliff Harris Jr. So uh, I think, uh, wow, I think we're going to put uh, Mr. Harris on standby, though, because I'm not quite sure that... Uh, he can do it. Let's see who else we got here before we go, go any further here. How about Jim Bakken? Jim Bakken is a, a kicker, and he kicked from 1962 all the way to 1978 with the St. Louis Cardinals his entire career. You know, that's, that is a nice long career. He has kicked uh, 282 field goals that he made out of 447 attempts. I don't know. That's a great percentage. Uh, 534 extra points made out of 553 tries. Uh, you know, kicking was a little bit different to animal back then. They weren't as sure kicked kickers as they are today. But four Pro Bowls, two times as an All-Pro, Hall of Famer of the 1960s and 1970s team. All 1960s, all 1970s. That's some uh, pretty good numbers there. Uh, you know, comparing them to our kickers today, I'm not sure. But I'm going to put uh, Jim Bakken on our standby list as well with some of the others here. Uh, here's a here's a name that uh, we like here in uh, the northwestern Pennsylvania area, western Pennsylvania, and that's Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark uh, started off with his first two years with the Giants, played a couple years with Washington, and then eight years as a Pittsburgh Steeler, and then finished up his career in Washington again. And Ryan Clark was a defensive back, um, mostly played safety, 
and had 16 interceptions, 137 yards off there, no touchdowns, 177 games. But uh, you know, as much as I like Ryan Clark, he was a, a real gamer, uh, had a sickle cell anemia, I believe, or still has it, and uh, couldn't play in Denver all the time. You know, in that high altitude, uh, a lot of times the coaches wouldn't let him play. And there were some big games they sat him out on, so, you know, I think an AFC championship game even uh, that they sat him out on. But uh, Ryan has really had a brilliant career since he's retired and uh, been you know, tearing it up on uh, ESPN as a commentator. And I, I really like to hear his commentating there and what he has to say about the NFL. So Ryan Clark, a great, uh, great ambassador of the game. I'm not sure he's going to make it here. We'll put him on standby with some of the others. But how about a great name like Jamal Charles? You know, Jamal Charles, a, a great running back. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs was most of his career. Nine years with them, one year with Denver, and, and one year with Jacksonville at the end of his career. Uh, 7,563 total yards in 119 games. 5.4 yards per carry, 44 touchdowns. Can you imagine that? 5.4. You get a first down every two downs you give this man the ball. Uh, and he had 1,407 rushes on that. Uh, he was also a receiving threat. Uh, he had uh, 2,500 yards, almost 2,600 yards of receiving over his career and uh, 20 touchdowns out of that. And, you know, so 20 touchdowns receiving, 44 on the run. You know, that's good, some productive numbers there for Jamal Charles. He was a, a good back, good solid back. And I think we're going to put him uh, on our standby list here too, even though he's got some strong numbers. We'll see what uh, happens with him. Uh, Charlie Garner is another one I want to talk about. He was a running back. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles for four years. Uh, San Francisco for a couple. Oakland Raiders for three years. Finished up in Tampa. Career lasted from 1994 all the way to 2004. He had just over 7,000 yards uh, on 1,500 rushes. 4.6 yards per carry. Not bad. 39 touchdowns. His receiving touchdowns, he had 12 of those on 3,700 yards. Uh, so another dual threat back. Uh you, know, you can't leave leave him go. Um, again, another one. I'm not sure if he's going to make it onto our list, but uh, we'll we definitely make sure we talk about him. How about uh, Vency Glenn? Uh, Vency Glenn is another DB. Uh, played from 1986 to through the 1995 season. Uh, had 35 interceptions, two touchdowns, 544 return yards in 153 games. Uh, also recovered. Uh, looks like five uh, fumbles that he recovered during his career so around the ball quite a bit for a defensive back um, uh, played with New England when he came in the league San Diego Chargers for five years three with Minnesota uh, New Orleans uh, the Giants and New England like we said the uh, Patriots was where his career was uh, you know good good player not sure that uh, we're gonna get him on our, our list here though uh, how about uh, Robert Blackman uh, Robert Blackman was another defensive back. 1990 through the 1998 season, seven years in Seattle, uh, two years in Indianapolis, 17 picks in 135 games. Yeah, I, I don't even know if he's going to make our honorable mention on that, uh, but still, still a decent player. Uh, going down our list here, how about um, how about uh, Jerry Gray? Uh, Jerry Gray, another defensive back. Uh, 134 games, 28 interceptions, 374 yards returned, uh, three touchdowns off of those. And, uh, you know, another one I'm not sure he's going to make a good player when he played, a uh, good team player. Uh, how about 
uh, Dorsey Levins. We got another good running back here. Green Bay uh, was his, where he's most famously from. Uh, eight years with the Packers, two in Philadelphia, and one with the Giants at the end of his career. And Dorsey had uh, 4,955 yards rushing in 144 games, 4.0 yards per carry, 36 touchdowns. And receiving, he put up another 2,334 yardage there and another 17 touchdowns. So, you know, they'd like to swing the ball to him out of the the backfield. The favorite of uh, Brett Favre. uh, Good good back, good back. Again, I'm not sure he's Mr. Levins is going to make it in there because we only have uh, four spots to give up here. Uh, and just some some other names we have here: Kerry uh, Rhodes, um, defensive back, had 23 interceptions in 118 games. Uh, Scott Case, uh, he had he wore the for 12 seasons. He was a defensive back, 30 interceptions in 178 games, and a, a score off of one of those. Uh, Will Allen, you know, another guy that played for the Steelers. Uh, 140 games, 15 interceptions, 192 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, split his... I'm sorry, he, this Will Allen was not the Steelers. He was uh, the Giants for five years, five years with the Dolphins and one with New England. I'm sorry. Wrong Will Allen I was thinking of. That's right, he went to war 25 with the Steelers. But uh, again, I don't think that Will Allen is going to make our, our list either. And uh, I don't see really any other that are... That are really substantial on there. So uh, we got to pick four from our uh, people we said we were going to come back to. So we said we were going to come back and talk about Mark Collins and Haven Moses, um, Jim Bach. Oh, here, here's somebody I didn't talk about. How about Tim Foley? Uh, Tim Foley had 134 games, 22 interceptions, 96 yards returned, defensive back that played for the Dolphins his entire career, 1970 to 1980, a nice 11-year career. Um but he, again, he's probably not going to make it with those numbers. But uh, we said Jim Bawkins on our honorable mention list. Ryan Clark, uh, Jamal Charles, Charlie Garner, uh, Vincey Glenn, and uh, Dorsey Levins. Those are the ones we have on us. we got to pick four of those. And I think that uh, Mr. Mark Collins deserves to uh, get a spot on that list. So I'm going to give him our seventh spot on there. And I think Haven Moses is another one. He had some pretty great numbers there. Uh, love that, uh, and uh, oh, Cliff Harris too. We said so we wanted to talk about him, and he you know, definitely had some great numbers there. So he's our ninth spot, and I think our last one. I'm gonna put. I think I'm gonna put the kick kicker on there because he was a Hall of Fame of two different decades uh, and played you know so many years, 17 years with the Cardinals. That didn't have really great teams, um, but to be a kicker in that era and to last that long on a team. I think probably he deserves to to be on there, and I'm I know uh, Joe Ziembo will probably be grateful that I, I put that kicker on for the Cardinals, uh, but uh, not sure. You know, Jamal Charles is another one I would love to put on there, but I'm not just sure. Ah, boy. You know, sorry, Joe Ziembo. I'm I'm taking Bakken off there. I'm putting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to correct myself here. We're going to put Jamal Charles on there because I think he deserves that 10 spot. Well, that is our top 10. So let's go through it again real quick. Fred Bolitnikoff, Richard Sherman, Norm Van Brocklin, LaShawn McCoy, Mark Collins, Eric Davis, Haven Moses, Cliff Harris Jr., Tommy McDonald, and Jamal Charles. Those are our top 10 
best number 25s in NFL history. If you don't agree with us, you have somebody else that maybe we didn't mention or you have an argument for somebody we did mention that we didn't put on that list and take somebody else off, please write us at pigskindispatch at gmail.com and uh, make sure you check out tomorrow because the number 26s are coming out and we have a special guest. Cliff Willis from NFL Films Library is going to join us and on the number 26s and there are some outstanding athletes and players that were number 26 in NFL history. So you don't want to miss that one. So make sure you mark that down. April 1st, Chris Willis, Football by Numbers on the Pigskin Dispatch. You heard it here first. Check it out. Until tomorrow, everybody, have a great gridiron day. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.